record this because this is an interesting topic. The stretch of beach in front of me might have been three or four kilometers. And the first couple of days I was there, I saw little bits of this seaweed called sargassum. I saw little bits of it. But by the time I left, it was the daily job of some, you know, strong backed Mexican men to shovel it into garbage cans, wheelbarrow it to trucks and get it the hell away from this pretty touristy area because, you know, it was making a huge impact. And as you say, it's got a bit of a stink on it and it's pervasive. Yeah, and it's a big problem. As you say, that big blob is coming across the ocean and they think by mid-July it's going to hit the coastal areas of Florida even. And and I guess the Gulf of Mexico actually acts like a catch basin, right? Because it moves across just by the, you know, just by the geography. And, uh, yeah, it's a big concern. And as I said, you know, the, uh, the Ontario Pro- Provincial Police have issued, um, would you call it a warning or just an advisory that because of global warming, the snowmobile industry has changed because you can, cannot trust the ice now where you could previously. So heads up, people. Yeah, the things that, you know, we we were sort of ranting a couple of seconds ago about climate change and people that still people that are still dug in that there's Mm -hmm. nothing changing about the climate. (laughs) As you say, sound like fucking assholes like this. By the way, this blob, I thought I was going to I'm pretty sure I I thought I sent Dan the story. Dan, you'd be fascinated. It's this stuff. It's called sargassum. Again, I'll say that. And the size of it is twice the width of the United States. It's coming across the Atlantic where normally it forms and, uh, you know, it, it dissipates. And by the time it gets to North America, it's not a big deal. But, uh, dude, it's like a science. It's like a science fiction experiment gone wrong. And then it it ends up on the beach. The sun dries it out and it starts to stink. Yeah. Um, similar to Donald Trump's diaper. That kind <laughs> of robot. That's right. That time of homolience. Yes. See, I didn't know where you were going to go there. I thought you were going to be similar to you and I when we're on the beach. We no, start no. To, to dry out and stink a bit. No, I was just telling uh, Buddy Doug last night about Noel Kasler and uh, the fact that Donald Trump apparently wears diapers because he's got dysentery or he's got he's incontinent. I yeah. Just, and then that that wandered into. I wonder what that would smell like, right? I wonder whose job that is. Yeah, whose job is it to change the fucking president? Anyway, Dan, we're on your side on this tub on this subject. And uh, before we go any further, don't forget today. Dan Duran. Dan Duran. Duran. He's Duran birthday. Duran birthday. Duran birthday. Dan looks like he's been sucking on a sour patch. He just he's not into it. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> I like that song better than the birthday song. Dandoran birthday. Well, this is what the, we finally got to Dandoran birthday day, and uh, yeah, we're going to here. It is. Yeah, we're going to do a, a special special tribute to Dandoran from some of our listeners. And uh, without further ado and delay, let's let the master of announcing uh, let's get this program started so we can celebrate Dandoran. 
This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the well-equipped Humble and Fred studio and from our dual satellite studios in San Miguel de Allende and is brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, and GoDaddy. And now here are two men who are hoping that their return to Canada will be heralded by a We Missed You letter from the PM along with cheerleaders, fireworks, and onlookers with we love you signs yes oh this is possible with the welcome back package from dandaran entertainment a first-time introductory offer is being offered to humble and fred very good dandaran There's been all kinds of funny comments about Dan. Hey, uh, Dan, what was it like when you first saw the wheel? I think was one of my favorites. <laughs> when you first laid eyes upon the wheel, did you say, oh, finally, I can now turn my cotton gin into something productive? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Dan, you're not on any medications yet, are you? No. Yeah. Well, it's just when you turn 65, the government really looks after you. I think you like pay two bucks a month or something, no matter what you need. So that's something to look forward to. Oh, great. I can't wait to get, need some medication of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me that Boy. question. I, I'm on so many now. I can't keep track of them. I have to put them in a little, mm-hmm. you know, file folders. Oh, do you uh, have that one of those with the, the days of the week? And the <laughs> no, the no I don't. It's like a, a grid that you carry around. In a <laughs> <laughs> those are pretty good, the plastic days of the week. Yeah, that's how yeah, you know you're fits. old, man. <laughs> that's, uh, that reminds me of my mom and dad because he had one of those things. And whenever they went, even come to my house for a couple of days or whatever, he called it his pills, right? And uh, my pills. And if he forgot them, he'd sort of get mad at my mom. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Judy, where are my pills? I don't know. Did you bring them? Jesus Christ, I told you to remind me about the pills. That's great. Somehow it would become her fault. It was funny. It was sweet. It was funny, but unfair. Funny, it was sweet and funny. Uh, speaking of sweet and funny, Dan, how do you, uh, today is not actually Dan's birthday, in case you weren't with us to, yesterday, tomorrow, in case you weren't with us yesterday. Dan's actual right. birthday, the day of his birth, March 27th. Right. And I'm going to say Didsbury is your home. Is your Bethlehem Didsbury? No, no. Bethlehem would be North Vancouver. I was born. Oh, North that's Van. right. But I don't oh. remember anything about that. That was uh, just Didsbury is my my were my memories. I, I moved at six, but I don't remember anything. before. you know, I didn't. I, I knew I probably knew at one time you were a North Van boy. And then you moved to Didsbury, Alberta. Give our, our Eastern friends a perspective where Didsbury is. Well, Didsbury is uh, between Red Deer and Calgary, um, and uh, which uh, Red Deer is kind of halfway between Calgary and Edmonton. And so we were in Didsbury, which, uh, you know, I think that you can see the mountains from from Didsbury, and it's uh, halfway between uh, Claire's home and Olds, Alberta, <laughs> if you want to get really micro now, was about it. it. Go on. I'm sorry, Fred, did you have a question for Dan? Well, what took you there? Um, North Vancouver, two, a two-part question. Number one, do you ever look back and think, geez, I wish they'd had stayed in North Vancouver? It is sort of cool area. And, and secondly, what would take them from that sort of neat area, North Vancouver, to Whatever you just said, that uh, town. Didsbury. 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 It sounds very proper, though. Oh, the Dandaran of Didsbury, you say. (laughs) I mean, 
Oh, it's the Geeberts of Didsbury. <laughs> oh, the Geeberts of Didsbury are here. Well, isn't that something fancy? Yes. Well, my dad was a minister, and oh, the way uh, right. the way recruiting works in uh, the ministerial world is he received a call from the congregation in Didsbury. I have no idea why he decided to to leave the uh, the congregation in uh, North Van. Now, when you, when you say a call, is that like a telegram from Jesus? Does uh, pretty much, yeah. Do you yeah. get like, or in those days, Morse code from Jesus? No, it's yeah. a lightning bolt, isn't it? It's no, like an, an offer, a job offer. No, and uh, hold on, the, light, the lightning bolt's only for big promotions. Oh. <laughs> That's when you get super promoted. Um, okay, but I, I'm curious though because I know your uncle Jim. I think it's your dad's father. No, my mom's, mom's brother. Fa- mom's brother. Okay, yeah. mom's. Yeah. I meant that uncle. Yeah. Um, they have your your mom's family is in southern Alberta. They're ranchers. They're they were, you know, working the land there. So maybe your dad took that gig to be closer to your mother's family. Uh, maybe uh, it, it was a little bit closer to them, but then he yeah. moved. Uh, he moved to Edmonton after. I mean, he from Vancouver to, to Alberta makes sense for family reasons. Well, because Cliff was a rambling man, Ram- you know? rambling, man. <laughs> rambling, rambling yeah. man. Yeah. And then we, so when I was twelve, we moved to Edmonton, and then uh, and then you know, I, then I ventured out after high school to the world wasn't, of radio. Wasn't the part of that story too? For a time, you lived in a bus that looked like the Partridge Family bus, or something. You lived in a bus, or something. My dad converted a school bus, oh. ca- County of Mountain View, number thirty-three, school mm. bus. Uh, the school bus number was thirty-three. Um, and uh, we never changed the color of the bus, but oh. that was our camper. He, he, uh, he and I, you know, he got me to do all the Joe jobs, uh, renovated it so we could go out and, you know, do Christmas tree hunting. And we, we uh, drove around Jasper and Banff. And oh, this was not the primary residence. Oh, okay. No, we never lived in a bus. That no, was he, told us, he told us that yesterday. The primary residence when he was a child was some earthen. Well, it was a hut. was a hut. <laughs> was an earthen so hut. The side of a built hill. into the side of right. a hill. Were well, you not listening? No, I'm 67. <laughs> well, you're not paying attention. So um, I, I look back. I guess I I must have met you. You were already 100 years old back in 1978. Yeah, yeah. back in the day. So, it was yeah. the, must have seemed kind of odd. A fully grown man was uh, was just getting into radio with you. Yeah, I said to Well, because Kingsbury introduced me to you. And he said, yeah, so, yeah I'm going to meet my roommate, Dan. He's a bit odd. And I didn't realize that I, when he meant odd that he was 105. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm just, it's weird because, you know, Fred's been down here with his buddy Doug, who you've known since you were six years old, right? Five. So somewhere around five or six, you and Doug have been friends, and now 60 years later, you're still hanging out, same goofy banter, mm-hmm. and it's great. And Dan and I, I was... I mean, I, Dan and I pre, no, I guess Kingsbury and I, but you know, Dan and I, I'm going as, I was 18 when I met you. I remember bring, I remember my mom and dad asking my mom and dad if I could have Dan over for pretend Christmas because you weren't going to go home for Christmas that year. Right. You don't remember. And all that. All I said, I don't remember that. It's too, too long ago. But, I, you know, it, it is interesting. But well, I guess uh, it was such a, you great, guys, <laughs> such a great memory for you. Oh, well. Uh, both of you guys were... Uh, uh, spent your childhood basically in the same in the same house or the same city at least, right? I, yep. Yeah, my my yeah. mom and dad never left that house until they died. Yeah, but uh, both you and Howard, and I'm sorry, both Howard and I, unlike you, Fred, we moved a lot right. when we were uh, 
when, yeah. when you, and probably more than most people. I think we counted it once around. We're both around thir- 30 yeah. different places we've lived at in our life. Yeah. What? Yeah, oh, Thir- yeah. E- easily 30 for me. 30 different places, five different provinces. I lost track of the cities at one point. Um, and it's interesting, too, because I met you in Moose Jaw. We ended up, work- we ended up working together a couple more times. Yeah. In, in three different cities, which is weird. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Oh, I'm sort of, I, I sort of lost. Uh, I, I, I thought Dan was talking about as a child moving 30 different times. No, no, no as, as, as adults, as yeah. when we got oh, into okay. radio, yeah. Did you move a lot as a child, though, Dan? Because that can be somewhat... Uh, just, those, just those two times. Oh, okay, when, That's yeah, right. the, from... Uh, you know, when I was 12 to Edmonton, that was a, not a, a tough move. I mean, mm-hmm. because we, you know, it was like grade six or something for me. Right. Well, grade four or five. Maybe ne- there's somewhere in there. Nevertheless, Freddie, here he is, the birthday boy on the eve of 65. 65. That's mm. one of those ages, Dan. You can't pretend anymore. You can't walk around those cool bars that you like to hang out with. I love it. How are you? No. Um, that's right. Now you're uh, official. So what we thought we would do, because on Thursdays we do our emails, uh, but we're going to do them in two segments today. We're going to do the first segment with Dan here because uh, they're about our friend Dan. Before we get to that, though, Frederick, maybe we should acknowledge some very fine people that help support this program. Hey, the Chambers Plan, the Chambers Plan Group Insurance Plan, uh, Canada's number one group uh, benefits plan for small business. Check it out today. It's chamberplan.ca. Uh, get a free quote. Find out how your small business can become part uh, can become part of the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. Um, it's brilliant. Small businesses, uh, you know, collectively have the image of a big company, and now uh, insurances can be purchased at a decent rate. And they've done a great job on holding the line on those rates over the past few years. I mean, look into it. It's the best thing you could do for your small business. Your employees will love you. Dental prescriptions, therapies, mental health component, HR component, travel insurance. It's all there, people. Chamberplan.ca. And speaking of looking into things, check out Boron One. That's the new name of AaronVentures.com. Uh, they've changed everything except what they're into, which is an emerging international junior mining and exploration company engaged in the acquisition exploration and development of resource properties. Aaron Venture's strategy is to uncover and capitalize on unique development opportunities within Canada and various regions internationally. Yeah, you probably know by now they're mining boron and uh, maybe you should check out, maybe have your Sherpa check out or have the actual Sherpa check out AaronVentures.com as part of your portfolio. Okay, um, let me see. I'm going to get rid of that, uh, Dandoran. Yes, I know. If I only had a mouth, I'd be already doing it. You know what I do miss about doing the show at the studio there, Dan? What's that? One of the great, uh, <laughs> one of the great Dandoran innovations that I initially resisted was the double screen. Oh, the second monitor. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now. There's so much to that. Well, when you get used to working in a certain way and I have certain things on the other screen that I don't have to 
anyway. It's a great efficiency uh, improver. It is. It's it's recommended by many. Mm-hmm. Do you do you not have a uh, an iPad because that's what I use as my second screen whilst traveling? It's a great idea. I don't have an iPad. Yeah. Hmm. You know what else I miss? Not technically. You know what's not great here in Mexico? And I, what and is I, that? It's it's funny because I I started off in another whole other part of Mexico. So I I've got two places to. That's my part of my research. Paper towels really suck here. You know what I mean? Have you ever opened a paper towel and it just falls apart? Well, I guess. Were they the ones supplied with the place or the ones you've purchased? Both. And uh, where I was last month, I bought them. And where I am yeah. here, I bought them as well. Yeah. Well, paper towels are, are a funny thing, Howard. Um, I hope so. Well, they're expensive. Paper mm. towels can be expensive. And you, you sort of pay for what you get. Right. <clears throat> But I know what you mean. There's some that are just useless. Yeah, it may be a lot cheaper, but you might—they're like—they're. I know what you're saying. They're literally useless. The ones we've got here in my condo aren't too bad, but I'm sure the women bought them and they know what they're looking for. Not the stereotype. Women, you know, women folk know what they're doing. Well, that's right. Perhaps you know, that, but, research shows a vagina can tell a good paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know, there are some that say paper towels, you shouldn't be using them. They're environmentally, uh, you know, what are you, what are you using them for? <clears throat> use, a, use a towel or something like that. Yeah, I know. I know, Dan. I'm working on it. Is okay. that what you do, Dan? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sp- use them sparingly. Oh, oh yeah. Do you? Oh, do you? Girl, girlfriend Lisa, she doesn't, she doesn't have, buy them. Okay. Doesn't buy them at all then. No. 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 Well, listen, uh, and, you know, and while you're staying at, uh, you know, the Hum Humhow apartments, uh, there's paper towel there for you to use if you, if you no, need. Okay. Yeah. But I would, uh, I'd be willing to bet that uh, maybe tenfold more toilet paper used uh, as much as uh, paper towel. Um, so what is your replacement for uh, toilet paper, Dan? Uh, huh? What is that? What, what you, could that do, be? Do you use a sponge? Do you a sponge cloth. a cloth or a sponge? What do you I, use? I use a leaf. Uh, do you use it? Well, originally you did. Yes. Clifford's no longer here. So. That's right. Do you uh, spritz it with a turkey baster after for freshness? Yeah. That, that's um, exactly all right. What I do. Listen, let's, all right. let's stay all on right. schedule for crying out loud. We've all got right. a schedule. Okay, so uh, we're going to do these emails in two halves. Uh, the first ones. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Are all about Hi, our boy Dan. Um, again, if I had a mouse, I know I'd be, they, this would already be open and uh, now I'd be right here. Okay. So, uh, this is for me to read Howard's ass and happy birthday, Dan. Hey guys, first off, this comes from Ed Weber, by the way. I want to wish Dan a gourd damned happy birthday. I hope it's a great one, says Ed. I'm currently listening to Wednesday's episode at work and just spit my coffee out in laughter. That's yesterday's episode at the thought of Fred taking a paddle to Howard's ass and playing whack a worm because of the parasite that I picked up. There's a visual I never thought I'd have. All the best, Ed. Ah, very sweet. Very yeah. sweet. Dan, you, Ed. I will let That's you know. We will let you respond uh, as these are your birthday emails. What would you say to Ed? Ed, thank you very much. And uh, I had the same image all day yesterday as well. I kept coming back to the 
the uh, the image of uh, whatever was crawling out of Howard and <laughs> Fred whacking it with a paddle. That was uh, kept imagining what that worm would look like. Oh, well, that's how that's how they did it in the old days. Hi, All right, guys. moving on to the Hi, next guys. one. Hi, guys. Uh, this is happy birthday wishes to Dan from the Baldwin sisters. Okay. Says hi, guys. The sisters they want to wish Dan a happy 65th birthday. They say, as kids, we used to say head and shoulders, knees and toes. Now our checklist is wallet, glasses, keys, and phone. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Enjoy your day, Dan. The Baldwin sisters, I'll tell you, they're so loyal to this show. And I got to tell the right. sisters, listen, there was another attachment with something about mm. turning 65, Dan. And when I cut and pasted it this morning, I I don't know where it went. Oh, we lost it. Okay. Somehow, yes. Well, you can do that in, pri- in the privacy of sure, my, I'll send uh, it to you. my Monday. Um, is that it for your response to the darling? Uh, uh, darling, thank you, the, the darling, Bal- Bal- that's Baldwin uh, always sister. good to hear from them. Yes, okay. Baldwin sisters, yes. Yeah. Yeah, all right, there you go. Hi, guys. Uh, this guys. one subject Hi line guys. for Hi the guys. birthday boy <laughs> from Rod Fitchett. Hi, guys. Hope Dan has a great birthday. 65 years young is a great milestone. So enjoy every goddamn day. day. Loving yeah. you, Rod Fitchett. Well, that's thank you very much. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm it trying is to wrap my my head around it still. <laughs> Just going with the idea that the birthday is coming. <clears throat> it's a birthday. Celebrating the birthday. It is celebrating another year of me. <laughs> Dan, in, Dan, in retrospect, would you have preferred we hadn't even like gone up this road, like just not talked about your birthday and uh, more specifically the number? Fred, we're here now. That's a good You know, no, I, I get you, Dad. A little late to ask him now after like days and days. Dan, would you have preferred months ago we not mention Fred? We're here now is fucking funny. Hi, All right. Happy birthday, Dan. Amy Zimmer. Have the best birthday, Dan. 65 years young. Woohoo! All the best, and then there's like a party favor picture or yeah. icon or meme or whatever you call it. Uh, yeah, I take I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. And then, so that's where we're going to break. There's a whole bunch of, uh, we have a lot more emails to go. And even though last uh, two weeks ago we said, hey, we were going to cut down on the number. The problem is last week on Thursday, we did not do a Humble and Fred program. So we will, and I'm, uh, and I'm sure a lot of these are very rich with uh, comedy and uh, comment. Uh, one thing about our listeners, man, they are funny. They get the show. They know how to uh, interact with the show. You know, we mentioned something. I guess we talked about it a little bit a few months ago about how to identify a Hundy P and what should a Hundy P be an original and blah blah blah. Well, ever since that discussion, almost universally, people will sign off as the Hundy P they are. And and I just I love that I love that someone will say like Hundy P since Voldemort, which makes me, always makes me laugh. So uh, yeah, our audience is great. Uh, just before we go on this um, subject matter, this just in: uh, Fred and Nancy Ball uh, just sent a message. Would like to wish you all the best and a very happy birthday. Aw, that's very nice of the balls. Mm-hmm. The ball, you know what? Yeah. The balls are always on the ball. That's mm-hmm. something I've noticed yeah, yeah. about them. They always do the right thing. Yes, they do. They always do the right they thing. Do. They're classy people. 
They're wonderful. Well, they're yeah, very very mm-hmm. sweet. Na- Nancy mm-hmm. Ball. What's what's with yeah. that? She's just lovely. Can't wait to see uh, uh, Mr. Ball's uh, next set. <laughs> That's right. Mr. Ball loves mm. to, goes up there and does stand up like a trooper, man. Mm. Uh, so Dan Duran's birthday. There you have it. The Dan Duran birthday tribute. That's very nice of everyone. So and thank uh, you. Thank you very much. And I'll, I'll keep those uh, comments in mind as I uh, launch into uh, that year on Monday. Yeah. Is there and now we uh, we will be doing a sh- Wait a second. No, we're not doing a show Monday. I'm sorry. We're off doing for a, show a week. Right? We're coming back. Yeah. I keep yeah. thinking uh, I'm going home this weekend, but it's another weekend. Another week, actually. A week from uh, this Saturday. When do you go home? A uh, week today. I'll be on my way. So these are the final days of wandering around and you know, reminiscing. Well, this is our final show from... Uh, this is our final show. We've been doing it on the road or on remote for two months now. And with just a couple of exceptions, you know, he got a little sick, and there's really not been any technical issues. No. I mean, sound-wise, you know, the one day there uh, near uh, Tulum, I guess it was too windy. Some of the audience said they heard some wind. Dan, from a technical standpoint, what have you thought of it? I thought it's been pretty good. I mean, the only the only thing I've noticed, other than the, uh, the wind waves, whatever that was, uh, that day, which was pretty substantial. Uh, you know what? We, we've done pretty good. Just, you know, it's a little bit of sound deadening in the room if you're really caring about studio quality stuff. But, you know, we, we sound a whole lot better than a lot of other shows. I'm going to say that. Even I'd on the road. Say, I'd say. People talking into their, you know, laptop mics. And uh, yeah, that's, it just irritates the heck out of me in this day and age. I mean, just even just use your uh, use your headsets. Mm. No, that's well, true. Yeah, better than a yeah. laptop, Mike. There's like no need for it, and they don't seem to know. But then again, from day one, we've been surrounded with some pretty good technical people that have helped us along the way. Oh, I'd say, yeah, yeah, and come from radio where you care about that kind of thing, right? Yes. Well, and, and thanks to you, who really cares about it. You know, we've done everything we can to set the Zoom platform and our little board that I use here. We've made it as good as we can, even though there are some days where, you know, if Freddie and I backed away from these mics, you'd hear a lot more room noise. Uh, by the way, Fred, there was one more email. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, no, I, no. Which one? I, I, I haven't sent it to you. Oh, okay. Which right one on. are you talking about? Oh, no, I thought you went on to the next one. I thought the, the next one maybe what you were referring to. No, the next to, one were, is part of our regular email. Right. That's the one right. about I the thought beer. So, but yeah, I, yeah. so I don't really know what you're talking well, about. Well, I just wanted to, you know, before Dan leaves, I just want you to know. Hang on right. a second. I want Dan Hi to guys. know. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. That not everyone <laughs> agrees with Humble and Fred when it comes to our negativity about religion this one was from facebook and i just happened to see it this morning and uh it's from someone called omar shari he says hi guys why are you and fred so anti-christian it sounds like our friend dan is very much religious and believes in our lord jesus I'm not sure why you and Fred have this awesome platform to convey to the world. However, with so much negativity towards Christianity. Anyway, listeners since CFNY and still following dot, 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 just lately disappointed. 
And I would say on this, uh, the eve of Dan's birthday, we will try and be respectful to baby Jesus today. And as a present to you, we'll say nothing negative about the corrupt cesspool that is. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Very good. Okay. So that's our gift. Nicely done there. I see what you did there. See what I did there a little bit. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go and I'll do some. Prep for the uh, the big newscast coming up. So wait, wait, are you doing news today? Well, I thought isn't that part of the day, Dan? It is, but well, you the, haven't done it all week. Yeah, the past no, know, few days. Special yep. day. Is, you know. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, we're we're thrilled, man. Okay. Well, I don't have to. I mean, no, no. If you've got all the no, 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 email no. plans. No, 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 Dan. No, no. Whenever giving a, a given a choice, we would choose to have it. Okay. Come on. No, I well, just I said. Work on that. I sent Boone a note saying I don't know if because two days in a row you've not done it. So I sent Boone a note saying, well, I don't think Dan's doing the news, so pop in here. But it doesn't matter. Boone can wait. The news okay. takes precedent. All right. All right. And, for, the, and for those wondering, uh, when we return. When we're back in our home bases uh, the week after next, we'll be doing four shows a week for the next little stretch. There you go. Back to normal. Oh, yeah. It'll be all back to normal, and it'll be cranky and wanking about the regular stuff. Oh, it's going to be great. Dan Duran's news, a special surprise today for us. Hopefully, you'll enjoy it as well. In the meantime, Fred, I have a little treat for you. I want you to listen. Can you hear this music? Yes, I can. Just have a listen to this band. a feeling any idea who this might be yeah I think so why do you think so I just sort of hear it a bit alright go ahead and guess is it Bono well very well done it's not Bono but it's a young fellow named Eli Hewson and you know who he is that's Bono's kid Oh, is it really? Well, you can hear his dad. You yeah. know what I thought that was? I thought, just because they've recently released the book and the special, I thought maybe there's a couple of songs, maybe new songs I hadn't heard. Uh, I know. And and I just, yeah, I just hear Bono there. Yeah. I was going to say U2, but then the voice caught me, and I thought, oh, that's Bono. Is it either Bono or is it under the U2 flag? I don't know, but it's Bono. Well, yeah. I've been listening to it. Crazy. It's a, the band is called Inhaler. And it's not the first, no one in North America oh. has heard of them. Very few people, but they were, they've charted. They, I've got some stuff here from their second album. This isn't like their first uh, foray. Um, Howard on uh, Sirius XM Spectrum, they play Inhaler. Well, in there fact, you go. There was, a couple of weeks ago, there was an interview with them. They stop down every so often and do artist profiles, and it was Inhaler. Interesting. Well, I didn't hear it, but I heard them talking about it. 
Well, I, I had no, you know, I, I get this thing called the Left Sets Letter, and mm-hmm. every so often I go through some of the music he recommends. Uh, this is their second album, and, you know, listen, it's not new. Sean Lennon, uh, uh, what's other Lennon kid? Uh, Julian. Julian. But this guy sounds so much like his dad, it's weird. Well, how about uh, Danny Harrison? Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. I like it. I have to listen to a few of these songs. Doesn't fall far from the tree, does no. it? No. But, you know, yeah. I, I, listen, I often think about the pressure that famous kids of famous athletes have to go Mm -hmm. through and it's almost impossible to repeat but you think musicians are a little bit different because we've mentioned some there's lots of others that are you know john bonham's kid uh drummer etc because when it comes to musicality it can kind of be passed down an appreciation, uh, you know, the germ of some talent where like, I think this is again, I told you this is the band's second album. They've charted all over the UK. They're getting airplay, as you say, on Spotify and like, I guess they're, they're not going to be you too, but they can do what they can carve out a nice you know, place for themselves. No. And I guess that would be part of the pressure for him. You don't want to be you too. I mean, there's a real U2 flavor there. You don't want to go too far that way. Or it just won't be good. You know, yeah. you got to have your own sound, obviously. But at the same time, how do you help but sound like your dad if genetically that's the deal? No, exactly. Um, I, you know, I've often thought about that, how unfair it must be to be not unfair. I mean, sure, you get to be rich, but you're born into, you know, you're Wayne Gretzky's kid, you're... Jack Nicholas's kid, Tiger's kid, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's kid. Yeah. But very often the, the sons and daughters of famous musical geniuses, you know, the Lennons got sort of unfairly compared, but uh, there's lots of them like this that are talented enough to have, like if you, if you didn't know, you'd say, oh, that, that singer and in inhaler kind of sounds like Bono. Yeah. Well, I just did. No, but I, I knew you would. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not like, oh, they're no. ripping them off. No, no, I agree. There isn't. I mean, that's his dad, and that's his music. And, you know, it will find its way one way or the other. Yeah, crazy. Um, I'll tell you what, do you have, let's do a little thing uh, from the uh, retirement Sherpa here while we listen to another thing. This is their latest album called Cuts and Bruises. The band is Inhaler, and this is just to keep you satisfied. Uh, Tim Niblett is a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh, Tim uh, wasn't with us yesterday. He was in transit, but he's always available on both sides of the border. RetirementSherpa.ca. I mean, that's your contact. If you want to build wealth towards retirement or you've got a portfolio and you want somebody to have a second look at it, he's your guy. Uh, he's helped a lot of Humble and Fred listeners. In fact, that list keeps getting longer. No wonder. People contact uh, Tim, and he just makes so much sense, and he's a calm guy, and he's very calculated. So he's who you want in charge of your money. Uh, RetirementSherpa.ca.
get to your emails, I would like to talk to you about another company that has been supporting us off and on for quite some time. Of course, I'm referring to GoDaddy. A power small business. Maybe yours. Maybe you're an entrepreneur that's been uh, hanging around waiting to release your idea. GoDaddy's been helping people like you for over 25 years and servicing over 20 million customers worldwide. GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain, create a website, and everything else you need to get your business online. If you have a great idea for a side hustle, now's the time to do it. Maybe I'm dreaming about it. How about an online store? There's no better time than now to get it online. Find your domain, create your website, and do it without having to put down a credit card. GoDaddy can bring it to life. GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 phone support is there to help you every step of the way. How about this? Start your website today for free at at, uh, GoDaddy.ca. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. I like these guys. Yeah. Nice sound. Real nice sound. Real nice, man. man. And easy to dance to. Yeah, he's dancing. Uh, referring yesterday, that uh, artist that was sent to us, Michael Aquandu or something. Yes, sir. And then I said, you know, he's had a hit called Cold Little Heart, and then you tried to play it, and it was a long version. There's actually a radio edit, the one I was referring to. I sent it to you. I don't know. Again, not that you necessarily have to play it. I'm just saying there was a bit of confusion yesterday, and that was the confusion. Yeah. On his album, there's this long, extended, cold little heart, but there is a radio edit that people would recognize. Senior Fred, this is the radio edit. Here it's coming at you. Michael Kiwana, Kiwanuka. Did you ever want oh, yeah, there we go. Fred Man placed this under his Under the Stars playlist. Oh, does he? Yes. That's fantastic news. It's, uh, played it a lot last summer, looking up at the stars, the campfire, dancing. Pretty cool. Fantastic. I'm going to place, uh, the How Man is going to place this under his Hanukkah playlist. Hey, everyone. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, who's this? It's Han- It's Michael Kwanaka. <laughs> Happy Kwanaka, everybody. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got a little bit of business to take care of. And again, uh, there were lots of people that emailed us uh, over the last couple of weeks. And because we didn't get to any of them last week, then let's get to it. And maybe we can uh, blaze through it. Here we go. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, this is for me. Actually, I'll read it, but it's for you. It says, hey, Freddie, from our friend Keith Wyland, Have you tried Sunbrew, the non-alcoholic Corona? It's really good if you like Corona and it tastes like the real thing. Honestly, why bother drinking beer if it's only 2.5, especially with these heightened health risks? Just take a gummy, says Keith, and suck back a few sunbrews while you're lounging at the trailer. And he says, you'll live till 100 years old, you sweet bastard. Now, I've left a space for you to recreate what you responded to, uh, to Keith. Uh, I went through um, uh, each point. I said, you know, the the thing about the 2.5, non-alcoholic costs more than regular alcoholic beer. So um, I'll just stick with the 2.5. And uh, beyond, uh, you know, the health reasons, I said, you know, I take that with a grain of salt. I don't really 
drink enough. I don't think to worry about that. And uh, when it comes to Corona, not really big on it because it smell it uh, <laughs> smells like uh, skunk piss when you open the bottle. And he enjoyed that, the skunk yeah. piss part. And, uh, you know, he said, enjoy your va- uh, vacation and thank thank you for the content that you and Howard provide. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I, I've tried um, a few beers down here. I don't think I don't, I've tried the Corona Zero at home and I don't really recall what real Corona tastes like. It seems fine. You know, like the beer Takati, is that what I'm drinking here? I've had. Yes, nice. It's a nice beer, and as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, any of these non-alcoholic beers, when the glass is cold and the beer is cold, they're mm-hmm. fine. You know, they're all fine. Yeah, you know, it all depends on what you want, and we've said this many times. It's um, like the the low alcohol doesn't bother me, so why would I pay more for no alcohol? You know, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense for this reporter. <laughs> But again, if you're trying to avoid alcohol at all costs like you, it makes terrific sense. Yeah, and I don't drink very many of them. That's the other thing. I I don't notice the cost because I never have more than one and a half. You know, I may I. Yeah, because I just I I get tired of them. Uh, But anyway, let's just move on. And uh, this is again from our friend Jen Kelly, Fred. All right. (laughs) Love how voice notes records the location where you record them do you know what that means howard i have no idea Uh, i love how voice notes records the location where you record them so she yeah she was on her way home i guess this was recorded on the gardener is her point yeah uh Back from a dinner program this evening with physicians, uh, traffic 930 beside Scotiabank Arena. Uh, listened to uh, yesterday's podcast, decided to send a voice note. So here we go. Oh, that's because see, I, I, what I didn't put there, I should have, is the subject line says Gardner voice notes or something. So and the bottom okay. line is I could have added that all down to here's Jen Kelly. Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Well, I've lost complete control of the weeks because you haven't been here to guide me through the day with your shows. I can't keep track of the schedule. It's all just crazy. And here I am having to send a voice note because when I send an email, my humor is totally lost. I was trying to be funny when I said Howie the Date Man and Kindling Dan. That's what you guys called him because he was born in Mazatlan and he was probably going to be, you know, burned. Thankfully, he wasn't. He's home safely and about to have a happy birthday. And I said, leave the shovel in the shed Fred because he was talking about having a heart attack and I don't want him to have a heart attack so leave the shovel in the shed Fred anyway uh, everything everywhere all at once shittiest terriblest if that's even a word horrible horrible crappy movie I tried like you just couldn't do it don't even care and I'm a huge movie junkie but yes Banshees of Inner Sharon so great so wonderful and speaking of the Irish, wondering if you guys have watched the series uh, Bad Sisters on Apple TV. It's absolutely fantastic. So thanks so much. Glad you guys are sort of back. Um, safe travels home, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Wow, a lot there. A lot thanks, there. Jen. Yeah, I mean, he's, we often talk about how entertainment or information or art is uh, subjective. And yeah, yeah, I just can't get behind how horrible that movie was because on my second viewing of it, I found it kind of entertaining. Not the Academy Award winning entertaining, but not as confusing as I first found it. But it just goes to show you, you know, how people receive different things. And uh, oh, yeah. good on Jen. 
Yeah. The rest of it was confusing to me, but that's like a lot of th- <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of things are confusing to me. Yes, that's part of going back to what the Baldwin sisters said. You know, as you get older, things change. Even Absolutely. your little ditty songs change. <laughs> that's true. Hi guys. Um, let's continue, Fred. Let's try and get through these, uh, well, and whilst giving each one the, the credit, uh, the attention it deserves. Mm-hmm. It's yours. Oh, is it? Trump talk and good read. Oh, okay, right. Uh, this is from uh, Justin Deverenis. Uh Hi, guys. Based on the chat you had on Tuesday at the end of the episode, I wanted to point out a good book on some of the crap and characters that got Trump elected in the first place. Take a read of a book called Mindfuck. Keep in, I've never heard of it. I'm going to look it up. Keep enjoying the sunshine and don't let it aggravate you. Don't worry about it. Just stick to the fart talk. Sucking on it. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you don't need to ask us twice. Sucking on it. Justin signs his email, Hundy P 2013. Hi Very guys. nice. Frederick. Subject matter, my C is yummy. Uh, Peter Mascioni. Darn you, Patterson. Now every time I hear uh, Carolina Hurricane Center Cotton Yemi's name, all I think about is what you said about his name sounding like my cock is yummy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's first now. I forget what his name, first name is. But when the announcer says it fast, it sounds like my cock is yummy. My cock is yummy. <laughs> He says, then I giggle uncontrollably. Thanks again. Stay strong. Stay strong. Mm-hmm. Another way, by the way, another sort of subtle way that our listeners identify that they're humble and Fred people. Just to, you can just sort of tell that Peter's, when you say stay strong, that's somebody who knows. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Thanks, Pete. Uh, this next one is from, well, subject line, occasional listener, pre-Voldemort. since. Hi, guys. First time uh, to email you to tell you how much we enjoy your podcast. The banter about politics, religion, health, news, sports, entertainment, pets, and life is always relevant and full of humor. Well, now we're blushing. The best thing is your friendship with each other, with Dan, and with your guests. Few podcasters have 90-plus minute episodes three to four times a week. Great job. Thank you. And Gord bless, and that's from a gentleman named Dave Bear. Dave Bear. What can you say to that, Fred? No, that's fantastic. Three to four times a week. Great job. That's the part I like. Um, Now, you know, maybe we... (laughs) (laughs) What? Three to four times a week. Well, maybe the three is something we should look at. Maybe people are getting too much of us. Maybe too much of us. (laughs) Maybe, maybe three is the magic number. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, that just goes to show you, it just goes to show you that even at our advanced stage and stage of our careers, somebody, an occasional listener prior to the curious case of disgraced broadcaster John Derringer, who had just tuned in once in a while, since that time, something Mm -hmm. about that show turned uh, Dave Grizzly Bear into a uh, into a regular listener and i think that's uh that's great thank you very much dave that's all i have this little hi guys hi guys hi guys hi guys uh subject matter here stand up from aaron bruce hi guys was listening to you talk about chris rock's latest special and how it was good not great and wanted to pass on that i just watched birch uh bert is it krishner krishner or kreischer krischer do you know him, Howard? Yes, I do. 
What's the name? Kreischer, Bert Kreischer. His latest special on Netflix called Razzle Dazzle. I haven't laughed so hard at anything in years as I did with this show. It's on Netflix and definitely worth a watch. Stay safe and enjoy the rest of your time in Mexico. We're heading down there next week, and hearing you talk it up has me excited. Cheers, Aaron. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of that guy personally, but again, I'm not a... I'm not into it the way other people are. So you remember the movie Van Wilder with uh, Ryan Reynolds? It was no. years ago. It was about a guy that basically stayed in college too long. Mm-hmm. Whether you no. heard about it or not. So that was the no. premise of the movie. Ryan Reynolds did a great job in it. And it was based on this guy, Burt Kreischer, who, you know, legendarily stayed in university for eight or nine years. I don't know what the point is. Uh... He does a pretty funny podcast with uh, some comics that I like. I'm getting to the point. I I really don't like Burt Kreischer's act. Okay. He's funny. I get it. He comes on stage. He wears no... He's a big fat guy with no shirt on, and he's a real party. Yeah, you you just have a look at it. And I don't know if it's that or the... He's the Brazil... He's the party guy. But I know a lot of guys that I think are funny think he's funny. So that's mm-hmm. basically all I could say that, you know, I, I know he appeals to some people, but just like movies and music, it's not for everybody. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Well, I, you know, I keep referring to, you know, who is our, the Canadian guy from Brampton? Jeez, can't even remember his name right now. The comic. His Russell special. Peters. Russell Peters. Last specialist. Like, that was what? awful. It was just absolutely awful, but there's people in the crowd. They're showing people in the crowd, like, pissing their pants, and it's like, I can't explain it. Are you talking about the one where he was in India on that huge stage? Yeah. That was brutal. I I don't know. It was just awful. Like, almost to the point where you got to believe that before he came out, thought, this sucks, but I have to to do something. I'm committed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was like, I've watched a couple of his specials early on, and they were great. But what happened is once you get the trick, which you can do a bunch of accents and make fun of people, then it's like, okay, well, what about some material? Um, yeah. Anyway, this is uh, next one's from our regular friend, Brian Barnett. Good day, Freddie and GSL. Humble Doc Easy G. I love the AI work that Dan's son did for the show. Amazing future for Cody. It's actually Colton. It made me think you should do a bit. Uh, Dan or AI Dan. And then would be a thing where we were trying to guess which one is which. Maybe you could have a Toronto Mike attempt to determine the true story. Something like that. Anyway, not a fully formed thought, but... Uh, or maybe Toronto Mike could do that on his show. <laughs> maybe Toronto Mike should get Dan on for his 65th birthday. Not happening, Howard. Ah, oh, come on. I uh, get it. I know. He we'll signs it. Uh, Brian from the Wick. Hi, guys. And Brian, always Hi, a pleasure guys. to hear from you. Hi, this is a uh, subject line, Hundy Poo, Christine Cameron. I love your show. Last week, one of your listeners wrote about colonoscopies, and you mentioned, of course we've had one. I'm 62. I am shocked at the number of friends who have told me they have never had one. Dan Duran. Mm. There's one for you. As a public service announcement to your listeners, please remind them to get a colonoscopy once they turn 50, and henceforth, at least every 10 years. Does the subject matter of this email make me a hundy poo? That's very uh, sweet. Get your bum checked, people. Lots of love, Christine. I I like that. Well, first of all, it's great advice. And if you're a a grown man, 
and you're 65 and you haven't had a colonoscopy, you're just asking for trouble because it's one of those cancers that you can detect early on. And there's so many of them you can't. You know, people find out they've got stage four something or other. But you can get uh, your colon checked and see what's going on. Get it figured out. Uh, we were talking about this last night. As a matter of fact, my buddy Doug has never had one either. He has the poop test every year. He is one of those doctors and uh, our buddy Darren the same way. That uh, they, they're uh, somewhat concerned about the invasiveness of it. And uh, they do the poop check. They seem to think that's the way to go. Um, but I've the last two times I've had them, I've only got the five-year pass instead of the 10. And we were saying on some levels, that's almost a good thing. I mean, getting a colonoscopy is a bit of an ordeal, but five years in between is okay. You know, you've sort of forgot about the ordeal after five years. But I've had a polyp yeah. each time. and uh, mm, Polyp. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Dan's so goddamn big and long. I mean, he could put a little mini camera on his own dick and just take it up there and see what's mm-hmm. up. <laughs> he could just... Just sort of ram it up there. <laughs> Get, go get a tiny camera and see what's going on. Hi, guys. Hi guys. Uh, this is uh, f- a message for Dan and Boone from Troy Labranche. Hi, guys. Hope you're well. Dan. Dan, sorry to hear about Clifford. I am happy I met him a few times. I did. I'm happy I met oh. him the few times I did. You, you mentioned uh, finding an island to bury him. Feel free to paddle over and we can... S- oh, I guess somebody, some of you guys know. Troy. This is a guy I love sick, apparently, yeah. He says we can find a spot on our, our, our island for the boy. There's a few good dogs over, dogs over there now. Boone, says Troy. I had a stroke January 5th of this year because Boone's now a stroke uh, survivor or blood clot. Uh, uh, Troy says I had a blood clot in the cerebral artery at the base of the brain. I'm fortunate. I'm 90% recovered and feel better every day. I, too, had headaches and pushed through. Life lesson, listen to your body and don't ride your bike to the hospital. Glad you are well. All the best. Troy, thank you, Troy. Great advice. I appreciate you. Listen to your body talk. Listen to it. Listen to your body talk. What song is that? What song is that? Uh, I forget. Let me hear your body talk. Body talk. Oh, shit. I know, I know that song. I know too, but I now I can't remember. Yeah. Sing some more of it. <laughs> Listen to the body talk. Yeah, that helped me. What is that song? Is that your song? Body Somebody, tongue. Come on. Body come tongue. On. I don't know, but let's get through this last email and then uh, move on. Okay, uh, subject matter, great show. Thank you, uh, Jim McDonald. Hello, Amal and Fred. Keep up the great work. Love all the shows you guys are uh, able to do. Enjoy the holidays. Well-deserved. I do enjoy the new heart rate <laughs> heart rate segment, mm. which we've dropped. We looked at the ratings, and it seemed to drop during that uh, segment. Uh, I find it interesting that the weather report moves uh, with you two locations as well. Uh, living up to Sirius XM's old expectations of not being a Toronto show, uh, laugh out loud. Uh, so I see what he's saying here mm-hmm, on Sirius yeah. XM. We were international. We were North America. Uh, but yeah, we've giving, uh, we're giving uh, Mexico uh, forecasts down here when most of the people listening are back there. We get it. Uh, Humble, I uh, know how you feel about the, the sock, but you will likely enjoy, agree, his take on Conway West. I think he means Kanye West. Kanye West, yeah. yeah. 
it's the last seven and a half minutes anyway. Uh, I don't know if you've... Uh, I haven't opened that up. But, that and by, but by the way, I mean, it's that long ago buried uh, any acrimony between uh, the sock and, and I. We're, we're buddies now. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking it the sock as a... a a podcast. Anyway, I'm a Humble and Fred podcast, 100 percenter since early 2021, aging with energy, uh, OG, Hundy P. Uh, if you keep making them, I'll keep listening to them. So thank you very much, Jim McDonald. And that's old Jim McDonald. Mm-hmm. Old Jim McDonald, he had an email. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you figured out body talk? Let me hear your body talk yet. Yeah. Do you know what it no. is? God, I don't, even no. know, I don't even know what to go and uh, search on Spotify. Oh, it's a it's a female. Yeah, body talk. Body talk. Okay, hang on. I'm, I'm sure right now I have I don't have Facebook up, but I'm sure there's a bunch of people that have already figured it out on Facebook. Hang on. <laughs> what? Uh, what is that? No, are you okay? I want to get physical. I want to get yeah. physical. Is that what it is? Physical. Yeah. Okay. By, um, was that Olivia uh, yeah. John? Let's get physical. Yeah, let me hear you about it, John. Let's get yeah. physical. Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay, I'm glad we was did it, that. Was it Olivia Newton-John? It's coming up right now, bro. Here we oh, go. Okay. Let me get some more. Oh, there we go. There you go. Okay. Uh, thanks very much. You don't to- want to hear my body talk. It does nothing but curse. No, my body. Uh, you don't want to hear my body talk. All it is is a constant stream of agonizing farts. You know, um, we were talking about colonoscopies. I do believe she died of colon cancer, if I'm not mistaken. I listen, man. I could I could barely come up with the song. I don't know what her okay. eulogy was. I could was. be wrong, but it was some form of cancer. I believe it was colon cancer. Right. She didn't get a colonoscopy. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know when people talk about the efficacy. Because my doctor, who is also our buddy Darren's doctor, when he um, started talking to me about, this is years ago, about colonoscopies, he wasn't a big believer in the eye. He had me do the, the poop test, and I had a regular PSA, obviously, in your blood work. And, but it was Ann Murray. Ann Murray shamed me. Anne Murray on our show years ago took me to task for not having a colonoscopy because that was her big um, charity mm-hmm. or, you know, things that she was interested yes. in. Yeah. Advocate. Advocate. Thank you. Hey, um, before Dan comes back with the news and we have a little fun uh, bit with Boone on the way, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the Bodog? Have you done yes, that Yes, I do. Could you just give me a second? Oh, just uh, take your time. Take your time. My friend, uh, here, let me call it up. Take your Uh, time. Because, again, as as we pointed out, whilst on, uh, um, you know, on the road, our resources are a little... They're different. We have different resources here Mm -hmm. versus our home studios. All right. All right. Here we go. 
Uh, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker a casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from uh, their industry-leading odds, world-class sports book, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book. They've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Your Maple Leafs tonight in Florida, okay? So they're in Florida, in South Florida against the Panthers, a team that's been getting better, big and strong, and your Leafs are the underdog, minus 115 on the Panthers, okay? I'm not surprised at this. The Panthers are the type of team, if the Leafs met them in the first round of the playoffs, the Panthers would advance. Sorry, but that's your deal. Yeah, I was talking. Excuse me. I think this was after the show yesterday. Talking to you about... Because uh, Buddy Darren was down here. I I probably watched uh, three or four Leaf games, parts of at least. Regular season games. Haven't Haven't done that ever. And, uh including watching one with you. They just look like a team that's uh, always on the... They seem a little bit... Two things. They seem a little bit on... Always on the verge of a disaster. Yes. And they don't seem to be very intense. Would that be fair? Completely fair. That's my biggest problem with them. The Leafs are the the best team of the NHL's second tier. That's the way I look at mm-hmm. it. They are in... Uh, Again, it's like beating a dead dog. When the playoffs arrive, we're going to see what they're made of. And, uh, you know, don't get your hopes up too high. Well, I don't. Yeah. For you, here's the thing. And, and not being a fan at all. But do I, I do enjoy watching it. You know, I like to, you know, especially the other night when we were at your place. I kind of enjoyed that. It was a fun experience for me. I haven't watched a game with a bunch of other people. And uh, I it was just funny. I'm not, I didn't feel, I felt bad for you guys because your team looked like they were going to lose until the uh, ninth round of the shootout. But they just don't have an intensity that matches the other teams. No, they don't. They don't. And they don't show up to play against shitty teams when those points are so valuable in the overall picture. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You know, do you start pointing at coaching? But that's getting tiring, tedious. It's just, you know, the building the team, the intangibles, the chemistry thing was uh, somewhat overlooked. That's all. Yeah, but again, how do other teams, again, I don't want to make this a Leafs discussion, but we're waiting for Dan. And once he gets here, we'll do some news and then Boone's joined. But, but the, all these things now, I'm 33 years living in Toronto. So I've observed enough of a pattern of frustration and I, I on the peripheral even i can see that it's there's something about the alchemy if you will you want to use chemistry mm-hmm. that just never quite gels with these guys yeah and i see it again this year intensity is a good word there's no push there's no jam but anyway howard we were talking about colonoscopies and uh, colonoscopies and uh, and um colon cancer and what there's a new worry out there have you heard about this this is a new health worry in the united states canada you know on alert it's a fungus that does not react to medicine and it can kill you and it's a yeast infection Mm. and where it gathers is around the mouth and the rectum this fungus And then around your rectum, it can infiltrate your body and get into your bloodstream and kill you. Now, right now, 
It's a problem in U.S. hospitals and long-term care facilities. Doesn't that sound familiar? You know, I, 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 at first I wasn't sure where you were going with this, but you know, I, I, uh, there's this series called The Last of Us. We had been talking yes. about it on the show with Bill yes. Brio, and he wasn't into it. Well, Darren and I started watching it. We got kind of one episode in. But the premise, because it's, it's got a bit of a zombie element to it. Yes. But the premise of the series is that a fungus turns people into zombies, and they start to kill each other. Because they're infected with the fungi. And let me apologize here. We're talking about the Leafs, and I did a complete 180 there. Only because we're off next week. And I didn't want to miss the opportunity of talking about a fungus that gathers around your asshole and can infiltrate your body. I just didn't want to miss no, that opportunity. We can't miss that opportunity. Like, because instance, I thought from that would come gold it's com- from wait, you. It's coming now. Okay. Listen. So interesting because one day when Dan was staying at my house, I came in and I said, Dan, what are you doing? And he had shiitake mushrooms up his asshole. <laughs> I said, Dan, what are you doing? He said, I'm marinating the mushrooms. That's no place for them, Dan. <laughs> no, I was, I, 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 I did. That's I was, no place for them, Dan. I was, a little, I was a little behind you there because we went from the leaves to uh, ass fungus. Um, yeah, you that's. Know, I, I just, it, it had to be part of it. Like, you know, because the next show is a week from Monday. The whole ass fungus thing, man. We, well, I, I, I don't think that story is ever going away, Fred. Well, that's true, too. I should have thought of that. Um, Dan, have yeah, you it has, ever... It has legs. It has legs. That's the kind of story we can... Sell. Well, I mean, it's serious. To, uh, that, that series, though, that's what the premise of that series is. A fungus, really? a fungus infiltrates the world, uh, spreads uh, this disease. Like, these people who make these movies, they're not stupid. They're, they're, it's predicated on something. Right. Uh, huh. All right. Dan uh, can't tell us the name of the movie or the series that he's working on, but he did tell me last evening when we were ch- chatting that he's got um he's got a new series he's going to be in a new series right but it's not your regular dan duran newscaster he can say at least oh. that much yeah that it's a bit futuristic or well, how would you describe it oh. a bit off yeah, a little a bit, a bit off the uh, the normal newscaster kind of thing it's gonna be, uh, well, kind of fun to do what does that mean a bit off well i can't really go into it can i now but <laughs> yeah it's not, it's not going to be it's in the future, and it's not... You're not a uh, newscaster. He's a future well, yes, caster. but not a serious... You're not, a future not caster. A future caster, yeah. Okay. There you go. Dan, it's, it, it's serious, but not serious. Are there it's, any, tongue, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, right? Are there any oh. scenes where you're putting cremini mushrooms up your asshole? <laughs> no. Because I would not do that. <clears throat> so this part will be irreverent, Dan. Yes, a little bit, you know, kind of a small town newscastery kind of dude. Love it. Oh, can't wait. Can't and, wait. and he said to me last night that uh, as soon as he's able and the NDA is finished, he will explain to us. It's a very, I will just say this. It's a series you've heard of. Maybe not you, but it's a series people have heard of. It's pretty cool. Pretty goddamn wow. cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's great. And we'll just add to the list of people that often say to me, you know, I was sitting there watching TV and all of a sudden Dan Duran was in my living room. You know, you hear that all the time because you're, what do you call it? Your IMDBI or something. IMDB. It's, like quite, it's yeah. quite lengthy. No, I mean, yeah. it's quite not as lengthy. long as his wiener, though, but it's quite lengthy. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, did you hear my suggestion for you? Uh, to get? You. <laughs> 
Did you hear my suggestion for to give your self uh, colonoscopy? Oh yes, I did. Yeah, okay, I got well, you know, listen, yeah. Hey, yeah. you and then Lumby have encouraged that before, and you know, I'm and with the, with the advent of the birthday. No, I, I think you missed what it. Are you laughing at now, Fred? well, because he doesn't. You, what I said is, you should no, give yourself. Not, no, that's not what Howard said. It's a self colonoscopy. What you should do is get a tiny little camera. You just rig it up somehow and stick it on the end of your wiener and put it up your bum. <laughs> have a look around. Okay. All right. I, no, I guess I didn't. I didn't hear that. No. And uh, thank you. Okay. Well, so immature. I love that. <laughs> well, because it is Freddie and I and your friends Jeff and Darren. We just want the best for you. Um, all right. Well, here it is. The last time before Dan becomes a senior citizen. The next time he does the news, he'll be a 65-year-old man. Here we go. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran. A hell of a guy with a hella big wang. The quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan Duran, the Eggerman comes, as for credentials he has none, can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the Eggerman's here, he's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. And now live from the Humble and Fred Studios in downtown Toronto. I know it's not right downtown, but it's, you know, in Toronto. It's just, yeah, it just depends where your perspective is. Exactly. Downtown, if you're, you know, where, where you are. If you're, uh, no downtown. stops people saying, oh, it's not downtown. With news and views, here's Dan Duran. America is trying out book banning again. Mm. Now, many states have enacted new laws that make it easy for any parent to complain to the librarians at schools about a book, regardless if they've even read it or not. So to push back, a uh, Utah parent noticed one that, uh, that hasn't been challenged yet, and they believe it should be, for being one of the most sex-ridden books around. So they've submitted a request for their school district in Davis County to now review the Bible for any inappropriate content. Right on. So here we go. There's incest. Onanism, which I guess is another word for uh, masturbation. Mm-hmm. Bestiality, prostitution, genital mutilation, fellatio, dildos, rape, and even infanticide. 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 There you go. Uh, Wrote in the request listing the topics they found concerning in the religious test. And you'll don't find the Bible under the Utah Code has no serious value for minors because it's pornographic by our new definition. And then they, they have a supplement to that to passages in the book. That they found possibly objectionable. So I thought I'd read one for you. Would you like to hear it? Yes, I would oh, yeah. very much so. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah. yeah. This is from Ezekiel 23. Oh, Ezekiel. Uh, verses 18 to 21. Excellent. When she carried on her whoring so openly and flaunted her nakedness, I turned in disgust from her, as I had turned in disgust from her sister. Yet she increased her whoring. Remembering the days of her youth, when she played the whore in the land of Egypt and lusted after her lovers there, whose members were like those of donkeys Mm. and whose issue was like that of horses. Thus you longed for the lewdness of your youth when the Egyptians handled your bosom and pressed your young breasts. (laughs) I'm sorry, was that from Penthouse Letters or the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) Who, Who was I in that situation? 
I don't know. I'll tell you I, one you thing know, I know. I'm not a scholar. Listen, I'm not a biblical scholar. One thing I'll tell you, I don't know who Ezekiel was, but he was jerking it to that passage <laughs> like a madman. You know, yeah. you had you had that, you know, email earlier from the guy who was wondering why we're so hard on religion. He said Christianity, religion. Come on. Um, yeah, the Bible's a it's a terrible thing. It's a horrible book. It's you know, it's full of fear and and death, death and destruction. Oh, yeah. Like like it is. Like like it kills me. Like it's not even a conversation. It's a terrible thing. And it, it's interesting, Dan, before you got to the Bible, revealing that the book they're looking into, I was going to suggest they look into the Bible for just that reason. I mean, it's filled yeah. with antique, antiquated, archaic, out of date. I'll use a bunch of big words that mean it has no bearing anymore on day-to-day life in 2023. Well, I'll challenge that. I think that there's probably things you can extract from it that do do apply. It's just that you have to ignore the stuff that is very culturally... Um, do you, you mean know, if a man makes a... So you should, if a man makes a bad uh, uh, trade for a donkey, he should still be stoned? <laughs> That's what's it's, it's in the Bible. Don't you get a? Uh, let me look up the donkey. Yeah, look uh, up the, 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 the listen to that passage. The donkey references. By yeah. the way, that passage well, you, you picked out. That donkey had a big cack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but see what a stretch that is, Dan. You're saying, you know, I don't know exactly what you're saying. I mean, generally, it's to me, it's evil. But you're saying, oh, there's little bits in there that we can pull out. Well, all right, like okay. Right. But, you know, just we've, you know, the bottom line is knowing good from evil and being a nice person. What yeah. do we got to go dissect that book for? I mean, but really. but uh, great bit. Uh, do you have any more news? I have something I've uh, found well, for you. It, uh, okay, well, then, here, um, so. Dan. Yeah, did a deep dive in the Bible this morning. Loved Should, it. You know, um, hey, if that's in there. Love <laughs> it. Find some great. Some very interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew Ezekiel couldn't stop jerking off. That's why he wrote all that stuff. <laughs> so in Spanish... Happy birthday, Dan, is feliz cumple, I always fuck this up, cumpleanos, cumpleanos. And I say it horribly, but I know what it means. But I found... Cumpleanos feliz, cumpleanos feliz, te deseamos todos, cumpleanos feliz. This is happy birthday in Spanish, Dan. Cumpleanos, cumpleanos. Yeah, there it is. Cumpleanos. And from all of us here at the Humble and Fred Show, we say, Cumpleanos, feliz, mi hermano, Dan Duran, mi grande amigo, and many more years. Howard, you you play that because we're in Mexico and that's the language, Spanish, so... Like, if I was in Brampton this morning, I would play the Punjabi version of Happy Birthday. You wouldn't have that off the top. Uh, God, I wish I did. Hang on yeah. a second. I bet it's very interesting. Okay, hang on a second. Happy Birthday huh? in Punjabi. All right, well. Is it there? You ask for it, you get it. Pretty simple. Wow. Oh, 
I like it. It's pretty good, actually. Got some good beats in there. Some very good yeah. beats. Yeah. Yes. Um, Look at that. Let's keep going, then, shall we? Here's something for Dan from... Uh, let's see. Happy birth, happy birthday in Hebrew. Oh, all right. Let's go. <laughs> hmm. There you go. You got to end it with German dance heritage. All right, German, hang on a German second. Heritage. We got to yeah. Let's hear that happy. <laughs> happy birthday. Then you can go for Scottish because I got Scottish in me. I got no more time. No, it's yeah, mostly German. Yeah. yeah, you're mostly German. <laughs> is, it, is it really? All right, yep. here finally. Zum Geburtstag viel Glück. Aw. Zum Geburtstag viel Glück. Zum Geburtstag alles Gute. Zum Geburtstag viel Glück. Zum Geburtstag viel Glück. Zum Geburtstag Lick my dick. Zum Geburtstag alles Gute. Oh, Alice Cooper. Zum Geburtstag viel Glück. Don't Geburtstag Alice Cooper. All right, that was very nice. Yeah. Oh, hey, went around the world. Look how quickly we just went around the world. Yep. All right, well. Let's get back to Toronto with the man that uh, represents this city. Represent Yo Yo produces a show every day. Every day, every day. Every day, every day. It's Humble and Fred. It's Toronto Mike. It's so many podcasts. It's got so much time. 24 7. He's making it rhyme. Toast and all kind of special FOTMs. And every once in a while, he takes a second and he produces this program. And we appreciate it. He also produces uh, Aging with Energy. He does it all. It's Toronto Mike. Hey, Mike, did you hear Dan's 100? <laughs> Happy birthday, Dan. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. At the end of the uh, decade, everyone will be in FOTM except Dan Dran. All right. Yeah, you just you resist, eh? Dan, we suggested that maybe as you turn 65... To maybe spend some time with Toronto Mike. It's like therapy, man. To reflect on your life, to spend, you know, it's not a, it's just a couple, three hours of your day. <laughs> it's just it's only a week. You just go over to Mike's and you sit on a couch and it, it really is quite yeah. cathartic. Uh-huh. We can do it wait. in 60 yeah. minutes. Really? Well, that's, uh, thank you for the offer. Well, uh, well. Certainly consider it. It's under consideration. Under consideration. I've been for a a decade now, I think. Well, listen, it's your birthday, so we're not going to put you on the spot as to why you don't want to go and do what uh, some of the biggest celebrities in this country have done, which is to to spend some time with this character, this Toronto Mike. Right. Fred, do you have any theories Uh, why, or should we just leave Dan alone? uh, We should. Yeah, I think he's had enough. Okay. I think he's been browbeaten. I think he's been insulted. I think he's been demeaned through the show. Um, 
From his appendage to his belief uh, in the Bible to his heritage, like Howard. Mm. It's been a it's been a massacre. Why should this show be any different than <laughs> what, uh, what? I'm sorry. What di- what was different about this show? <laughs> but we also celebrated Dan Duran. Mm. We mm-hmm. feted Dan Duran, and we made Dan Duran's birthday a a focus. A, a focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we wrap things up, uh, Mike's got a pretty cool uh, interview that he did with um, the crash test dummies. Mike, why don't you take this? Take the lead on this. Well, I had uh, Brad and El- uh, Ellen. These are the two you know, voices you hear on the crash test dummies. And I had them on and we had a good long chat. And I wanted to get there like to hear what they thought of goo head baby because i think a few months ago we got the version of goo head baby from uh, scary pete and we played it on humble and fred and we talked about it and i wanted to hear that's that's a a parody of a crash test dummy song so i wanted to hear what they thought of that and what was the song again that it was what was the name of the song put Put a lid on things. Put a lid on oh, things. Yeah. Right. Keep a yes. lid on things. And, Keep a lid on things. And, and here's the thing: like we're gonna we're gonna let the whole thing ride, Boone. So for you for you humble and Fred listeners about to hear as part of Boone's show, we're gonna let it all go because it's like three or four minutes, and it'd be a nice way to end the week. And then after this, we'll come back, comment on it, and then uh, let you know what we're doing once we get back to Toronto. Beautiful. Do you want? Are you playing it, Mike, or am I? So oh, you I'm- actually you actually played it for Brad and Ellen. Yeah, like that's part oh. of this clip. So most of this clip is goo head. You want me to play it? You can play it or I can play it. I don't care. Uh, can you play it, Mike? Because I don't have it in yeah, front yeah. of me. Okay, everybody. So get comfy. Here we go. Do you guys know Humble and Fred? Does this, yes. Okay. So so Humble and Fred, without, I mean, they were the morning show on a station that would have played uh, some crash test dummies. I actually produce their show now. So they have a podcast and I, I'm a, the producer of that podcast. And there's a gentleman named uh, Scary Pete. His real name is Pete Cuno, but they called him Scary Pete. That's a long story. But he did parody songs for the Humble and Fred show. And they had a character on Humble and Fred. This is a long-winded way of telling you the story. But they had a character on Humble and Fred called Goo Head. And Goo Head was a bit of an idiot. And Fred Patterson from Humble and Fred played Goo Head. May I please play a little bit of this Goo Head parody just to get your reaction? Because I don't know if I'll ever have another opportunity to play this for you. I'm listening. <laughs> Brad, are you listening? Is that okay with you? I'm absolutely en- enchanted to listen. I was wondering if you could help me. Who put the cat in the cataract? Who put the sand in the sandwich? Who had baby? Who had baby? Who put, put the, the ham in the hamster? Who had baby goo Who put, put the, the pea in the peanuts? Who had baby? Who had baby? Keep your hands off the phone while I'm gone. You always mix up things. Every number that you call is wrong. You always mix up things. I'll bring down Mr. Goohead, but I'm looking for your reactions. In fact, I think I'll play this for the guys uh, next week when I'm on the show. Uh, what say you about Goohead Baby? Goohead sounds a little like Paul Lim. He's hilarious. How is that? <laughs> Goohead's trying to take my job. 
<laughs> but how is it as a parody? Uh, I, they're no weird ang- Weird Al Yankovic, but they all worked very hard on this. I'm just dying to know what the artists think of it. You faded it at a crucial spot. I can bring I it back. You want more? You want more? I can bring it back. You said something about coup, which is our favorite topic. All right. Well, here, let me bring her back in time. Hold on. So I could send this to you guys. I could send you this as an email attachment and you could uh, enjoy it anytime you want. But there is a goo head baby. We were looking for new music to put on for when we walk on stage. I think that that would be great. He's like a cross between Paul Lind and Peter Griffin. Like there's a little Peter Griffin in there. Yeah. And, and here's are you ready for this mind blow. Are you you're sitting down, Ellen? You ready? Okay. So Peter Griffin, you're talking about the uh, family guy character. Right? Yes. Okay. There is also, prior to Humble and Fred being the morning show on 102.1 here in Toronto, CFNY, the big morning show on that station was Pete and Geets. Pete, his name is Peter Griffin. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to, I need a moment, please. Mm-hmm. The universe finally makes sense. <laughs> You know that's uh, that was great. I'm glad they enjoyed it. Um, I've done that before. It, it didn't, didn't go as well. I we we did a parody. Uh, I think it was the uh, not us. Remember the guys, the doo wops, friend. Yes, they did a parody of an Our Lady Peace song. Do you remember that? And it used to be. I can't remember it, but it was really funny. Superman's dead. Superman is dead. Um, they did a parody of that. Uh, yeah, and they really went crazy. Went up. crazy with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it, it sounded like banshees. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, you know, I know Jeremy. He fucking loved it, Jeremy Taggart. Right. But I remember exactly where I was in the parking lot of a golf course, and I play, I had it on cassette. And Rain and I were playing golf, and I said, "Hey, when this is over, I want to play something for you." And uh, he did not respond the same way <laughs> he did not see the humor in it unfortunately which was uh un- you know it was too bad because it was really really well done well here, here's your mind blow so that's superman's dead by our lady peace and of course the first big hit for crash test dummies is the superman right. song mm-hmm. yeah i you know which one i liked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was their big yeah. U.S. hit. That went to number yeah. two in the States. Hang on. I think I've actually found this. I don't know how. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, it's just waiting for this. It doesn't look encouraging. This is a tough one to just grab out of the world. But, uh, it's you know, I really thought the doo-wops were excellent at this. No, it's not coming up. Let me see if it's okay. I remember the parody, though, and it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. But most circles, you know, when it comes to Rain Maida, he doesn't have much of a sense of humor. He takes himself way too seriously. In fact, recently somebody was 
telling me about that had seen him in Southern California, and it was quite a sobering uh, event. Yeah, he's quite earnest, is what he is. <laughs> yeah. Right. The reason I brought up Weird Al when I was talking to those guys is, of course, Weird Al uh, did a parody of mm, 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 mm. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that was like the first single off one of the big Weird Al albums, so... And they love it. They love being parodied because they have a sense of humor about themselves, which Rain Maiden might not have. Yeah. Um, John Mascar was a guy that worked with Fred and I at CFNY. And then John kind of left. It's funny because Darren reminded me, like, John, Darren, and a bunch of guys, all we all left around the same time. And when John and I were together at CKFM slash The Mix, we did a parody of... Um, uh, what was it? It was Bob Ray. Bob Ray. Is that is it Superman? Not Superman. What's the uh, what's that one we just mentioned? The REM song? No, no. The uh, oh, S- Superman's Dead by Our Lady Peace. No, the one from uh, the uh, Crash Test Dummies. The other that um, the Superman, Superman song. Superman, yeah, Superman song. song. So oh, John yes. produced this. It was unbelievable how close. Yeah, it was, but it was about Bob Ray. It was like, Bob Ray, he just walked around. And, but John's music God. was unbelievable. Wow. But that's like 30 years ago. Yeah. Well, Snow Removal Machine, which is a parody of Love Removal Machine, I think on the Thursday, one of those things, what, what, what was the name of the... Uh, Thursday 30. Yeah, but what the name of the guy, the, the cult, Ian Asbury? Uh, who? Yes, yes, Ian Asbury. Okay, they played it for him, and he laughed and said, you're not making any money off that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was his response, yeah. Well, anyhow, Mike, that was great. I'm glad you uh, brought that up. Toronto Mike, uh, the uh, podcast available wherever you uh, get podcasts. So this is it. This is our last show from uh, The Road. We've been... I've been gone uh, almost eight weeks as of Saturday. Uh, the last time we were doing this in Toronto, it was January 28th. Well, and that's not true. You were in Toronto for a couple of weeks. Uh, Dan's come to Mexico and gone home. Mike's had a brain aneurysm or some shit. Are you okay, by the way? Yeah, you know, I still get, I get headaches, but other than headaches, I'm okay. You don't feel any pressure on your cranial uh, cavity or anything like that? Are you talking to me? I always do. <laughs> no. <laughs> you think I have that fungus? I hope not. The, uh, no, fungus. it's just, you know. I just, no, hope, I, you know, I get headaches know. and then I chase them with Tylenol and then, like, what can I do? Because it's going to take 12 months or so for this thing to disappear. So. When I was a kid, there was an ailment they used to refer to. They called it water on the brain. Now, mm. I, I, I don't know what that's evolved into. Do you ever remember hearing that, Howard? Sure, absolutely. The water on the brain, and that's when you get the swelling and the, the fluid that squeezes your brain against the brain cavity. I, I don't want you to have water yeah. on the brain. When, when Dan was a kid, they had an ailment. It was called the Black Plague. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember those days. A lot of people. Back when you yeah. could marry your donkey. <laughs> Dan, I don't know why they stopped that. No, really, exactly. There's a lot of great relationships. Bullshit. Uh, Dan, Howard, can I? God, Dan grew up at a time burn. where not everyone had their limbs. There was a lot of limbless people. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Burn through a few really quick items here. Why yes, is, please. That, that Michael Hanukkah guy that you keep playing that song. Yes. That's best known as the theme song for Big Little Lies on. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Just throwing that out there. I also want to say uh, thank you to OG Hundy P's Gord, 
Cody, Scott, Kathy, and Bob, because I chatted with all five of those people yesterday. And just a reminder that if you're an OG Hundy P and you want to participate in the spotlight episodes of Humble and Fred, write me at Mike at torontomike.com and just put OG Hundy P in the subject line and uh, you'll get on the list. I've got 14 more to go through, but I can always add to that list. I can't believe Fred Ball hasn't uh, applied for that. Crazy. He's not on the list. Not hmm. on the list. Weird. Come on, Ballsy. Hey, Mike, I got a great idea. You could actually yeah. interview Dan on the OG Hundy P Spotlight and turn it into uh, one of your in-depth interviews. Catch him. <laughs> I, I, I think he's too wise to uh, fall for that trick. Dan, um, have you uh, reconsidered uh, appearing on uh, Toronto Mike, or is it something... In the last five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you mean, since the last time you guys browbeat the shit out of me? Um, I would also, thank you for reminding me, Mike, I'd also like to acknowledge James Needham, Wayne Gow, Big Blue, uh, West Coast Millman, Robert mm-hmm. Fraser, and Dave Ryan, um, as well as Nancy McLeod Elder, who uh, sent uh, a note. All these people sent notes, and uh, Nancy, I have uh, forwarded your note to, to the proper authorities. But uh, those are some of the people whose emails we did not get to. We may carry them over, but uh, likely not. But I just wanted to thank uh, everyone who did send us notes. It's always appreciated. All right. Anything else, Friedrich? Uh, No, that's it. Uh, You know, we're going to shut her down and, uh, you know, have another well-deserved week off and then get back at it. you know, get April right back 3rd. at it. April 3rd is April our... Uh, 3rd. We're back in this... I'll be back in the uh, the Humble and Fred Studios. Fred will be in the Brampton Studios. Dan, mm-hmm. not sure where you'll be, but uh, always welcome. Yeah. And Boon Boon, uh, always appreciate it. Anything else? Anything we missed? Aging with Energy oh, yeah. dropped a new episode on uh, Jamaica. Uh, that's great. Uh, speaking of which, we're going to do uh, something we've never done, which is record an actual episode about the place we're talking about from the place that we're in. Uh, mm-hmm. And that episode will be in a couple weeks. All right, everyone, stay safe and stay strong. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, and GoDaddy. We read all of our emails, Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com, as you know. Liking and subscribing really helps us out by charging up those getting notice algorithms, so does giving us all the hearts and stars. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and remember, age is an attitude, so pick an age that works for you, and do the same with under. Enjoy every goddamn day. A little up the road from the habitations of the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low. The jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans and just clap your hands or just clap your hands. Where's that? I got two turntables and a microphone.